I want me some glory hope. Welcome to the Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week 12 of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Stevenson. I'm joined as always here on the sports patio by my good buddy Longhorn. We'll listen to an Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or Spreaker. We thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in this week. All right, boys and girls, here we go with the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me. And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's just fucking great. That's just fucking great. The bad. Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it. Are you fucking with me? Boys and girls, as always, we start off with the good and the good last week. We had plenty of it. First of all, the Thanksgiving Day pod free picks. Three, two, and one. Uh, I did the heavy lifting on those, but Longhorn's been carrying my sorry ass on a week-to-week basis for about the last six weeks on free picks, so it was my turn to shoulder the load, that's for sure. Yeah, three, two, and one. uh, We'll take it. We will take that. And explain the one, by the way, real quick. I'm going to go over all of them. Okay. So, on Thanksgiving, free uh, pick. Your boy Bo Cephas <clears throat> went 2-0-1. Only push was the Do No Wong teaser. Landed right on the 55 on the total thanks to Longhorn's favorite new terrible fucking quarterback, Sam Howell. Throwing a shitty pick six. So, so close to the 3-0 sweep, but undefeated nonetheless. Uh, other picks were my free pick on the Packers team total over 19. Yeah, they hit that in the first fucking quarter. <laughs> Holy shit, Longhorn. Your Lions defense has hit rock bottom, but we'll get to them later. But for right now, man, Jordan Love had another good game. He outplayed Jared Goff with his arm and his legs, and he didn't turn the ball over, most importantly. The Packers are rising, Longhorn. You know, you talked about a team to on the rise to take the Seattle playoff spot. Well... Look, man, Green Bay's only got about one game on their schedule left where they definitely will not be favorites. I think that's this week versus the Chiefs. And Green Bay, man, they could be the team to take that spot and not your shitty Buccaneers. Yeah, they're, um, you know, they were so bad at the beginning of the year. Sometimes you get, you you know, there hasn't been any good. So it's just recent um, that they've trended up. So it's kind of those teams you overlook. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if, if George, uh, like we said all year, the, the team is the, the roster is not horrible. Now they are fighting injuries like crazy, <clears throat> which is why I like them even, you know, I like Detroit even more on Thursday, uh, because Detroit was relatively healthy, but you know, they don't have an awful roster. And if the quarterback's going to play not only competent, but well, like he did, um, uh, on Thursday and, and the games before that, 
then yeah, they're a real team and, and someone to, to uh, watch going forward. For You're certainly a play-on team, let's put it that way. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my other free pick was San Francisco Moneyline first quarter. That trend is now 18-2. and two. That was uh, very easy money there, Longhorn, and definitely something to keep in mind going forward. And Longhorn's free pick that hit on Thursday was San Fran minus 7.5. Best call by him of the week, uh, in my opinion. He also had it in a super contest. And look, man, Purdy wasn't great or even really that good. He threw a terrible pick six, and Seattle still was never in that fucking game. So, Longhorn, what was your thoughts on your San Fran hit? I didn't even see the pick six, but what what uh, they were dominating that game so bad, I didn't. Um... He just he threw a ball too high, and the receiver jumped to get it and went off his hands <clears throat> and just tipped back to the defensive back behind him. Well, should have been, should have been an easy completion. Well, it's just as far as I mean that, that was always going to be the way I was going to go in this game. The Seattle, like I talked about on the podcast, is a team I'm wanting to fade down the stretch, uh, <clears throat> just because their schedule's so hard and they might be a little bit of a fraud at least at quarterback. And we, we saw this last year with the fade from Geno, so everything lined up with the fade on Seattle. Um, but uh, as far as the Super Contest goes, I you know, I flirted with the idea, like we're, you know, like we've talked about, we're still brand new with this Super Contest. And I, you know, I'm kind of doing running experiments until eventually when, you know, one of these years we're holding that big cardboard check that they're going to give us because we, <laughs> we will win this one of these years. And I'm just building a... Um, a master checklist of things. And I flirted with the idea of just doing all the favorites on all these Thanksgiving games, including Friday, because to me that Friday game should be lumped into, um, you know, kind of that Thanksgiving uh, thing. I I seriously flirted with the idea of just doing all the favorites on those four and then taking one game on the others. I kind of chickened out, but again, this is just good data for us to take going forward. um, Just because the favorites are so dead on uh for on that special holiday um thursday slash friday and it, it would have been three and one going into sunday so that's something i definitely wrote down and i will you know be filing for next year i can promise you that no no you wouldn't have been you've been two and two taking all the favorites did miami cover versus the jets yeah oh they did okay oh yeah okay well yeah it would have been two and two they won by 21 points oh good job miami <laughs> Uh, that's how much I, I told you I would never watch a second of that fucking game. No, I don't think I did either. Uh, Turkey Day round robin. Man, I had Green Bay plus seven and a half. Cows minus 11. Seattle plus seven and a half. Two out of three is not bad, but I cashed out all of my tickets before the Seattle leg started because I didn't, I never liked that pick that much. It was just a buckets pick. So I was like, nah, I'll take my cash. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And I had a two-game money line flyer on Green Bay and Mississippi State, which I immediately cashed out as soon as Green Bay won. So all profit for me. Just a fantastic fucking turkey day, man. Yeah, I, I had a bad turkey day. I never went on turkey day. This is just a tradition. So why stop now? <laughs> <laughs> well, where Longhorn did was he did hit the sounder on the Giants and even beat the Longhorn lock of the week at two. You didn't win two. So great yeah. call there. Suck it. Look, I'm a man of my word. I took New England to contest. Of course, they miss a seven-yard field goal to tie the game. Um, Like, I don't know how much worse it can get for New England, but apparently they haven't hit bottom yet because losing a game where you only allow 10 points in the NFL is never supposed to happen. But it did. Uh, I saw a note on Mac Jones that he had a 28 quarterback rating in the first half. Mm Mm-hmm. 
if he would have <clears throat> taken all 21 of his attempts and spiked them directly into the ground, his quarterback rating would have been a 39. That's how fucking bad that he was. But this is the good section. So, Longhorn, share your thoughts on Danny DeVito and that high-powered <laughs> Giants offense. Hey, hey, yo, win. it's me, Tommy <laughs> D. Uh, he, nah, he was... He was not good, and it was it was a disgusting NFL football game that should never be watched. Um, it barely popped up on the red zone, as you can imagine. Um, and for you know, and I'm glad it didn't because like there was no reason to, to really watch it. Um, it. It was just you know, Mac Jones is a favorite. He does not. He doesn't win. Period. Who, he's not, not going to cover. Much. <laughs> he, he's not going to cover, and that and that line steamed up. Um, four and a half so is where it closed. So, so it just tells me that yes, I was late to the fade New England train, uh, much later th- than I should have been. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm off that train, and there's still a lot of people still on it. So I, at least I wasn't the last one off of it. Yeah, no shit on that. All right, the Buckets had another good week, seven and five, 49 and thirty-four overall since week five. So if you just listen to the podcast and bet all the games that I say the Buckets are on, you're having a hell of a fucking year. Now, can't seem to translate that too much into contest wins, but look, man, that's just what happens when you add too much thought and conjecture and anything, and plus, limiting a numbers-based system never works either. It's kind of like the same concept of counting cards in blackjack. Like, you can't just count the cards you want to. You got to count them all, and when the numbers are in your favor, you have to have the balls to fucking bet big, and even when they are in your favor, you don't always win on every shoe, but over time, you just follow a program, it will win. But like I said, it's very hard to cherry pick your way to victory. And, and you can't. And the contest is such a unique animal. It, if if you have like a game of the year type, it's not like I could have bet three times on Philly versus Miami on that special. Like you, it only counts as one win. So you, even when you have the smash spot, you can only take it once, and you only get one win on, on something like. So even when you're cherry picking, um, and, and you find a you find one or two really ones you really like that you want to hammer. Well, you can't in the contest. You can only pick it once. You can only pick it <laughs> once. Uh, college season over under win totals are done. Eleven and six for your boy. <clears throat> Hell of a fucking year. Plus, I still have my Texas three unit to win the Big Twelve alive. <clears throat> my SMU plus three fifty win their conference was looking great until ah. Uh, my boy, the quarterback, went down in the second half versus Navy when they were up by a million points. I have no idea why he's still in the game. Uh, that one kicks me in the dick, so I'm going to have to hedge out of that. But look, I gave a ton of these out for free on our preseason pod. So just another example of how it pays to listen, boys and girls. Now, the biggest dick kick of the year on season totals was definitely Colorado. I <laughs> them under three and a half. They closed at four and a half, so I was just I got there too soon. I should have let that steam rise, and I'd have been cashing that one too. But even worse than losing that bet was, and I lost it like in October, and then I had to hear about how great Dion and his kid were from every mouth breather on the fucking planet, while at the same time knowing they weren't going to win another goddamn game all year. So that was awful, but luckily everybody jumped off that bandwagon by the end of October, and I didn't have to hear much about the Buffaloes for the last month. But man, between that and the Auburn Six and a half loss, which we'll get to that game in a second. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure actually which one is worse. <laughs> yeah, I, I still I like uh, I hope good things for Colorado, and they they didn't win a game since September. Uh 
October? Early October? Uh, yeah, early October. Mm, that's got to be a rough locker room. Yep. It was an easy call, though. They're a very, very bad football team. All right. Another great year for the Pizza Money Parlay. Look, not only did we hit two, but for the third straight year, if you even if you take out the two wins, if you bet each leg individually at the same amount you bet on the parlay, you were up over two units on the season. Now, I figured that at $10 a leg, $100 game player. But Saturday, again, made two out of the last three weeks. We hit two out of three. San Diego State plus 180. We told you that we're going to send Brady Hoke off on in retirement in style. And the big one, Cal plus 270 kicked the shit out of UCLA. That was never a football game. They only lost with those pussies from fucking Ohio State. But add all that up, $25 to the good. And that might not seem like a lot, but if I told you that you could go 2-9, and nine, which is what the Pizza Money Parlay went overall for as far as a parlay, and not even count your wins and still make two units, that's pretty goddamn good right there. Yeah, not bad. All right, uh, overall college football on Saturday, man, is the last thing I got in the good. Look, there was about an hour window where it was the very best college football of the entire season. You had Washington. Washington State coming down at the end. OK State, BYU, double fucking overtime to see if Oklahoma State could get into the Big 12 title game. They did it. And, of course, the ending of the Iron Bowl. Mm. Holy shit. Fourth and goal from the 30-yard line. And for some reason, the Auburn coaching staff decided to only rush two. That's good. But then they keep a spy on the quarterback. What the fuck are you spying for? He's not going to run for 30 yards and a touchdown. And then, oh, my God, that fucking throw and catch. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, that kind of Saturday. That like I I went from, like, thinking I got a miracle over, set, over six and a half in Auburn to losing it yet again in the span of about three seconds. And I wasn't even mad about it because I already counted as a loss and plus – Oh, what a fantastic fucking ending. It was fucking great football to watch. I was sitting in a bar. There was TVs all around showing all the game. My head's just on a swivel, spinning left to right. Like, if you love fucking college football, man, that is what it's all about. We've been waiting all year for a moment like that. It's been a very fucking mundane year. Not really any big upsets. It's just chalk, 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 chalk. And just, yeah, it's pretty much a blah year. But, man, that Saturday was fucking amazing. Yeah, that was a that was a all time throw that kid made. It was amazing. Holy fucking shit! I love Saban's quote after is like, "I've had a lot of weird shit to me happen in this building, and that's the first time it ever went my way." <laughs> uh, well, I also like the part where he made it clear twice that believe it or not, we practiced that. Like, hey, by the way, uh, I'm a good coach. We practiced that play. Oh yeah, you practice. You he said it twice. Yeah. He said it. Believe it or not, we we practiced that. Um, uh, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm saying, believe it or not, we we do practice that. I, I am a good coach. Don't you forget that. Hey, it's not a joke. Yeah, I'm a good coach. <laughs> Uh, all right, moving on to the bad. Us overall for the week for the clients. We dropped the unit we picked up last week, six and seven, five and five in college, one and two in the NFL. Like very frustrating in college. There were so many ways that we could have made money, and I chose the 50-50 pass, so good job, me. Real dick kicking in New Orleans. Uh in the NFL, we'll get to that. Um, and just the wrong side on the Detroit teaser, we'll get to that as well. Uh us in the contest. Two and three for us both. 
Um, Longhorn's in, he's in a fight for his life, man, trying to finish above 500 for the first time. I'm rooting for you, buddy. I know. For the first time. It means a lot to you. Uh, I, I mean, eventually, man, you got to have one more good run in you. I think so. You started off so hot, 11-4. I don't know why you're talking to me like I'm like some Sisters of the Poor or something. Like, I mean, what's, uh, I don't even know what your record is versus my record. Oh, mine's shitty. I've started shitty and have stayed shitty the whole season. So, oh, okay, All right. yeah. Well, but, don't worry; it'll turn around for you. But I have faith in you too. Okay, thanks, man. <laughs> I've already done it though. But I'm rooting for you, rooting mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. All right, Longhorn and Circuit Day free picks. Woo! He had Detroit minus seven and a half. Look, I talked about it on the pod. The reason why I made the total bet over Green Bay was. Detroit's defense has been falling like a fucking rock, and that certainly continued. But I never expected their offense to take a giant shit on us. Uh, we lost a teaser to the clients in that game also. And for what it's worth, think about locking things away for the old memory bank. Detroit has now lost seven straight games on Thanksgiving. So, Longhorn, thoughts on your subtly struggling lines? Yeah, they're always probably the... The dogs on Thanksgiving, that's the first time they're in there. Second time they've been favorites in that seven-game stretch, and they lost them both. Yeah, there you go. So that's a uh, And they're going to be on Thanksgiving every time. So if they're a favorite next year, you know, that whole take all the favorites, um, I mean, I probably still will do it just because, you know, it's so strong. But, yeah, the fact that they can't cover as favorites um, is troublesome. And then the fact that they're fading in general is troublesome. And, and the teasers – had not a great week. Um, we can talk about that later, but that was that didn't uh, set the that did not set the week up uh, properly for sure. No, it didn't. Um, Longhorn also took his free pick on Thanksgiving, the very best number. He did get that thirteen and a half on the skins. The game actually came back down to thirteen, mm. so some money did come back on the skins. But the cows demolished the fucking skins. I said it on the podcast. They're an absolutely dead team walking. Their coaching staff is fired. Their quarterback is trash. It's time for another full restart in Washington. Their owner put out basically a public address announcement and apology to the fans. So you know what's coming when that shit starts happening. Look, I'm not sure where the spot is the rest of the season to back them, but it's definitely not going to be without incredibly overwhelming data and the perfect situation because they are a fucking dead team walking, Longhorn. It'll be Sunday. That's- <sighs> That's when it'll be. We'll see. <laughs> uh, college free pick. Colorado State minus five and a half. They took a 7-0 lead and then shit the pants after that. So I'm now on a 2-7 and seven run on college free picks after starting 4-0. Ah, uh, it's the worst run I've ever had, for sure. Yeah, two and three on my round robin. Also, not a profitable weekend for me in college overall. This, this is a shitty one. Can't seem to get the free picks turned around. I don't, uh, I'm not sure. I mean, there's still a lot of time left, but Jesus Christ, we started fucking smoking hot. And now we're, I think we're right around, right around 500. Well, uh, we talking about free picks? What are we talking about? Yeah, free picks. Oh, oh, in college. Well, I forgot the NFL. We had, we had the, the, the big pack this, this week, but, um, yeah, just overall, we were, we we're on a struggle bus with those free picks. We got to get that turned around. Speaking of NFL free picks, the Sounder division winner call and NFL free pick on Houston. Hmm. Look, I actually love this pick, so it's hard for me to shit on it. I was jealous that I couldn't play it in the contest, but I promised myself it was not going to go against the Buckets anymore this season, and yeah. I just stuck. I'm sticking with that, so I had to pass. Yeah, look, you should. Uh, thoughts 
Longhorn on my Jaguars beating the Texans and not only basically locking up that division, but they're currently the number two seed right now in the AFC. Yeah, I don't know about um, – they're probably going to win the division now. That one, that was a, a tough blow, but um, I don't um, – I don't have any problems with that game. Like that's that's not a game I, I I'm upset about or anything. Like Stroud had the ball at the 35 yard line, roughly down three with like a minute and change left, and all year he's been at least getting that field goal. Most time going down and winning, and uh, there were some questionable calls by the refs, but I usually don't like to get into that shit. But uh, there were some really strange calls that usually don't go against the home team in a spot like that um but they did and like i said stroud still had the ball at, at the plus tear like 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 jacksonville's 35 going in to get the field goal and for whatever reason it just that magic did not happen this time and um and then okay but yeah i wouldn't have changed that pick at all i mean that's i would have made the same pick no i like i told you i love that pick um so and, and the fact that that houston has dominated them at home and for all that to happen against Houston. They dominate that, them anywhere. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Home, it's way, just, it doesn't it's matter. It's really weird. It's really weird. Because it's not like, I mean, Jacksonville played, I mean, they played okay. Like, Lawrence played really well. But the rest, just like the, the whole other, the rest of the year, the, the team is just not very good. God, there's so many holes in their fucking defense. They're good at stopping the run, and they were again on Sunday. But, man, if you just get uh, – which Houston is a good passing team, which is surprising that they didn't go down and get that oh, win. Oh, dude, it lined, like it perfectly lined. Like the thing, Jacks. I talked about on the podcast. What Jacksonville does the very best in the NFL is stop the run. Houston doesn't fucking run, so who gives a shit? They're terrible right. against the pass. Houston Stroud's been fucking the best rookie we've ever seen statistically so far. So like, yeah, it all lined up. So when they when Jacksonville goes to the playoffs, they're going to be so easy to handicap because if they if they play a team that that doesn't necessarily try to run a lot and throws the ball, then they're fucking going down. They're losing. Yep. Uh, updated odds per DVOA: ninety two point four percent Jacksonville to win that division. So that pretty mm-hmm. much outside of a Lawrence injury or just complete collapse that pretty much sealed it I mean we'll go we'll, we'll do more of that on Wednesday but I haven't I don't seen the remaining schedule because I mean I don't know how the tiebreakers work but if they have they split the series so I'm, I'm not sure what the tiebreakers go down to if they have the same record after that but it's only a two game lead right in the standings yeah, two-game lead in the standings. They're projected to win 11.9. Houston projected to win 9.4. So, Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we'll, we'll break down schedules when we do the big the big podcast on Wednesday and see like what the upcoming schedules and whatnot are going to be. All right, moving on. Sounder and playoff berth on Tampa Bay. That's, I don't know, could be the Packers, could be the, Lions, or the Rams are surging all of a sudden, but... Since New Orleans shit the bed, Tampa Bay definitely didn't lose much ground in the division. So, Longhorn thoughts on your fading Tampa Bakers? Yeah, they had they had much more injuries than I anticipated. They were missing several key players, um, and um, just again, they had their shot too. They Baker had the ball with a chance to go down and tie the game, but uh, this didn't happen. They're they're not a good team. So, I mean, we know that they're they're not a good team, and. Um, Couple things I noticed in that game. Number one is that um, Godwin. I don't, I'm not sure what's what's going on with Godwin. He is just for the for the most part, he's been just non-existent. When he when he gets his chances, he's got the case of the drops this year. 
And then on the other side of the ball, Devin White, who when he when his career first started, I thought that dude was going to be like a 10, 12 year just perennial All Pro linebacker. He's close to. I watch him, and I swear to God, like he gets beat to the sideline by some of the slowest people. I don't know that his career, unless unless he's dealing with injuries that I don't know about and, and playing through them. But I've been seeing this for a, you know I've had the Bucks a lot uh, in in the in the contest and whatnot, and they've been really good to me for the most part. But I've just been watching him, and he is close to done, and he's way too young and too good to be to look in the way he's looking. So, uh, yeah, they're just they're. They're, that division is so god fucking awful that you know. <laughs> it's a shame that somebody has to win it. It, it would just be best if we. It is say, a shame. None we, of y'all get to go. How about that? Yeah, looking at that. So, oh my god. So New Orleans is down to a forty-eight point five percent chance to win the division. Atlanta mm-hmm. up to thirty-four point six now, and uh, Tampa sitting at sixteen point nine. Carolina shockingly zero percent. I think they're that's that might be too pessimistic. I don't know. Nah, they need I, don't like, I don't like to say. I don't like. I don't ever like to say ever. Never. You know? They should redo the math on that. But uh, real quick, uh, I looked it up. Jacksonville's next three games are Cincy, Cleveland, and Baltimore. So yeah, they're 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 gonna they're gonna. I mean that and that's like the, a two and one to me. Yeah, and that's the hard stretch because then they finish with Tampa, Carolina, Tennessee. So yeah, they, they've they wrapped it up with that win and Baltimore. What they do well is run the ball, or what they do best. That's true. That's true. So, yep. and that's who they're that's who they're second behind right now. Baltimore is the top seed in the AFC. That's a night game too. That'll be a good one. Woo! All right, get your get your survivor <sighs> picks ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, numbers geek pick of the week on the Chargers loss. Never a doubt in my mind that it was going to. Never a doubt in my mind they were going to lose for me in the contest. And when I saw all the money coming on them, I said, well. Here's a bunch of dummies that are lined up behind me to lose all their money, too. Who? The Chargers. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, look, man, Herbert sucks. His defense gave him every chance to win that game or at least cover. I wish Zay Flowers would have just fucking fallen down and taken a knee. That would have been the gentleman thing to do, but that's fine. I'll take the loss. They didn't deserve to fucking win. They didn't deserve to cover. They fucking suck. Um <laughs> I don't know what the Chargers do, where they go from there. You've got the kid making the most money of any quarterback in the NFL. And, of course, it's not all on him as far as the season goes. And they have had some really bad breaks. If you look through their numbers, they're, they will be a – if they get the right coach, they're definitely going to play on team for me this next year. They have got so much fucking positive regression that should be coming as long as Herbert can just fucking play up to expectations. And he's got to start making more plays in these bigger moments. But – Overall, you know, the defense really surprised. I thought it was going to be a higher-scoring game. I thought, you know, it's going to be back and forth. I mean, again, if you if you let Baltimore play where Lamar doesn't have to really do anything, which he really did nothing in that game, mm-hmm. and you don't make him do something or challenge them, I, I don't even know how you beat – I don't know how you beat that team, if that's going to be the case. I don't think you can, actually. I don't think you can. Well, I mean – I just, I, I don't know. It's just when I watch Baltimore, I never get the feeling that they're like the best team in the NFL. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> but they just keep winning, and um, yeah, I just, I, I think, like, I think if Baltimore or if uh, Philly played Baltimore, I just think Philly would would just crush them. I really do, but I don't know. That's they just. They might not have Philly's got a fucking horseshoe up their ass the size of the goddamn the whole state of Pennsylvania somehow has a gigantic horseshoe up their ass. 
mm-hmm. except for fucking uh, Penn State, apparently. Mm. They're about the only ones that don't, which they bring a lot of bad karma upon themselves so they don't deserve it. That's right. But, that's oh, right. my God. Philadelphia, that's four straight come-from-behind wins in the second half. Four straight. They've been losing at halftime four weeks in a fucking row. And they're 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 the Super Bowl loser. Like the, Yeah, like, this has never happened before, no. by the way. No no Super Bowl loser. Well, none, none of them had started nine and one except the Bills who went back. Obviously they went four straight, but I think it was the, the first year they lost. They went nine and one to start the next year, but obviously they were one of the greatest teams of all time. They went to four straight fucking Yeah, that Super was Bowls. and that was pre salary cap. Like I almost don't like in the modern football era yeah like, this just yeah. doesn't happen and then they're they're fucking doing it somehow some way they are <laughs> fucking doing it but they couldn't cover the three they pushed you motherfuckers. well we'll talk about that when we do the uh look aheads but yeah all right moving on to the art unless you got anything else on the bed no nah, no nah, i think you you pretty much rubbed tabasco in my eyes enough on, the, on all that so <laughs> we're good to go all right, moving on to the Are You Fucking Kidding Me? How oh, Nebraska money line. Look, the game went exactly how you would expect. It's 10 10 with 24 seconds left. Mm-hmm. Nebraska's got the ball. And look, the reason why I put the money line out and not Nebraska minus two, which I think they close at two and a half, is ex- exactly for the way that I thought this game would go. I just knew in my bones it's going to come down to the fucking overtime. At 10 10, 7 7, 6, some bullshit like that, 6 6. Oh, yeah. And they're going to kick two field goals apiece, and then it's going to come down to two point conversions. Because that's the rule now. You start the third fucking overtime, it's two point conversions. So I was not about to lay two points when I knew in my heart it was going to come down to can they score a two point conversion and can they stop a two point conversion. So fuck it. We either win or we lose. Well, 10, 10, 24 seconds left. Nebraska has the ball at midfield. They got one timeout left. So you're thinking worst case scenario, getting field goal range, they miss it, go to overtime, which is where we're expecting to go anyway. Well, Nebraska has to call their timeout before they even run the play because they can't get lined up. Too hard. So now they have zero timeouts. So now your thought shifts to, okay, maybe take a deep shot, punt it, go to overtime, the one thing you cannot have is a fucking turnover. Unless it's on a bomb throw, which is basically just a punt, fine. Unless you're Miami or the Jets. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second, too. <laughs> so the quarterback for Nebraska drops back. He checks it down. Of course he would. And throws it over the middle right into the goddamn chest of an Iowa defender who was literally just standing there because he was a defensive end. That rotated into coverage. It didn't know what to do. It was just stand, literally standing in the middle of the field. He fires it right to the kid's chest. Ah, they fucking get the ball now on Nebraska's side of the field. They run one play. They kick the game-winning field goal. How the fuck do you lose a tied game when you have the ball with less than thirty seconds to go in the fucking game? How is that even possible? Uh, I don't know, but that's Nebraska for you. And you made and you made the right call. That was that was a that was a brilliant call to do money line instead of the minus two because that that game was almost always destined for overtime. And if that came into play, well, whether or not it comes into play or not, it's still a great call. So that's that was just uh, one of those deals where you get fucked, and that's that's how you get the are you fucking kidding me of the week right there. 
Yep. And speaking of the Jets, so they already had the infamous butt fumble on Thanksgiving when, of course, Mark Sanchez ran into the ass of his own offensive lineman. That was on and Thanksgiving? It was on Thanksgiving Day, and it made him fumble the ball and pretty much ended his career all on one play. Nice. Well, now on Black Friday, they have the new play that would go down in forever in infamy, and that is called the Hell Mary, as it's been dubbed. Not hell, but Hell Mary. So, if you didn't see the play, which I'm sure you probably have seen a replay yet, look, I wasn't going to watch a single second of it, so I had to watch the replay too. Uh, my my only question on the podcast was, you know, we, we both agreed um, that the Jets would, would fight, mm-hmm. but the question was how long could they hold out the fight? And my question was how long would they hold out the fight? Pretty much probably till Bull throws a pick six, and that's probably going to be the end of the fight. Well, they were mm-hmm. only down 10 to 6 going into halftime. They had the ball on the 50, and of course you go for the Hail Mary. That's a smart play. I mean, nothing too bad can happen, right? Well, somehow Boyle throws the ball, and it comes out about a yard short of the end zone because throwing a ball 50 yards is too hard for an NFL quarterback. And then they get it returned 99 yards for a touchdown. And the Hail Mary was forever turned into the Hail Mary. Mm. And just another terrible chapter in Jets football lore. And that was the end of the fight because uh, yeah, I had a notice. I don't know why I forgot this. Miami went on to win second half, 17-7, the game 34-13. The buckets and the points projections were both on Miami. Look, I don't think Sala's going to get fired with Rodgers coming back, but this season is definitely slipped away from him at this point. Bull was awful versus an awful Miami defense. 38 attempts, Longhorn. He did not even get 200 yards. (laughs) And the only touchdown was in trash time in the fourth. Look, man, this is just another team that's fading into the abyss of the 2023 NFL season. Do you have any redeeming thoughts on the Jets? Uh, Well, they're at the mercy of whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to do. So, you know, if Aaron wants that coach gone, he's gone. More than likely, they're all coming back, including fucking Hackett, who's just is awful, including Lazard, who... He brought him in and got him paid four years, forty-four million, and was a healthy scratch. Mm. Healthy scratch on Sunday. Like it's just unfortunately, when you hand the keys to the organization over to a quarterback who thinks he's smarter than everybody in the room, and depending on what room he is, he might be. But when it comes to running football teams, he ain't the smartest person in the room. But he's he's they're so like just blessed and and can't believe that they got him that whatever he wants he's gonna get so it's just it's really just whatever he wants yeah it's just that basic poverty franchise mentality man yeah. you finally get somebody you know and then i mean just like cleveland you finally get a watson you break the bank over him and yeah we'll give you a fully guaranteed nobody's ever done ever well you sure we'll give it to you coming, yeah. coming off you know going to massage parlors and jizzing on women yeah why not yeah sounds good all right, last thing I got here is New Orleans lost me in the Super Contest and our clients. Look, New Orleans, you couldn't score a single touchdown against one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Over 400 fucking yards of offense and no fucking touchdowns. Wait, no, I take that back. The Saints offense did score a touchdown. It was for the other fucking team. 
<laughs> they threw a 92-yard pick six. Oh, my fucking God. I hate the Saints. I hate ever betting them. I don't know why I ever fucking do it. Another pick. I knew. I knew it was destined to lose in the contest, but also knew that they would give us something spectacularly bad to talk about on the podcast. So I said, fuck it. Why not? And again, every dummy in the market lined up behind me and bet them all the way to minus two. I had them at plus one. In fact, all five of my picks this week in the contest, the market went with me. Cows, all the way up to 14, closed down to 13. I got them at 11. New Orleans, obviously. The Chargers, closed down from three and a half to three. New England, up to four and a half, we already talked about. Pittsburgh closed at minus two. Like, literally, I mean, all five. Literally didn't matter. Two and three. Go fuck me. Go fuck me in my life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, it's, New Orleans, they're, they have the worst coaches. And Carr is just, you know, I never really watched him much in in um, whatever Oakland to Vegas, and I've watched him quite a bit this year just because we've had him. Uh, I've had the Saints quite a bit, and 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 you know, just they're always on. They're always on TV. They're always showing. They they just invent ways to lose. Carr is so fucking bad. He always makes the wrong decision at the wrong time, or he's careless with the ball when he shouldn't be. It's just they are a train wreck. They are, and I and I told you. Three weeks ago, I'm done. They're on the the naughty list. Don't touch along with New England. They you cannot bet that team. You just can't. They just because there's the lines. Never, there's never going to be really value in the line for the most part because they're still perceived to be a good team. So it's not like you're getting them at you know plus seven, plus eight, plus ten. You know, so the the line's going to be kind kind of suppressed, and they're going to find a way to lose. And I don't even know who they play this week. I haven't looked, but um, it's my guess is they find a way to play a close game and fuck it up. In the red zone and at the end of the game, most likely. Oh, oh they play Detroit. They play Detroit. So that's two that's, two that's teams got, going the wrong be a way. Get right game for Detroit. <laughs> two They've teams going right. the wrong fucking way. Oh my fucking god! But you know the 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 thing that really pisses me off about Derek Carr. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL in the red zone. Not just in New Orleans, but basically for his career. But the one thing that he really never does is throw uh, interceptions in the red zone. Yeah, it's probably why they kick five fucking field goals. But either way, he generally at least protects the ball down there, and you get some. But he threw a ninety-two yard fucking pick six when you're up three nothing, trying to go up ten nothing at worst six. Oh my god, I fucking hate you, Derek Carr. I hate even you even Taysom Hill, the the they brought him in because they were they were trying. You know, they, it was a close game. They were they were going back and forth and. Uh, towards the end, they're bringing in Taysom Hill. Got to the red zone. They're at the twenty. He fucking runs and gets the fucking ball punched out off of off of like a ten yard run. And like it's just like they were <laughs> never gonna win that game. <laughs> they were never gonna win. Oh, all right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the are oh, you fucking kidding me? All right, boys and girls, now for a quick look ahead to week 13, things we're looking at. So, first and foremost, Frank Reich fired as the coach of Carolina. In his first season, he couldn't even make it to December. Look, man, that should be the end of his coaching career as far as a head coach in the NFL. I cannot see him get another opportunity. You don't think he's going to get a third Reich opportunity? (laughs) Opportunity. Let me finish. (laughs) Oh, wow. I can't see it getting any worse for Bryce Young, though. So 
to me, it's got to be viewed as a positive. At least you might get that dead cat bounce from them this week. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, the Browns. Oh, boy. The Browns are a walking mass unit right now. Their best player, Miles Garrett, had his arm in a sling. At the end of the game, look, I doubt this guy misses any time because he plays hurt all the fucking time. I remember he played an entire season at AM on one leg, basically. Um, DTR, though, out with a concussion. That stinks because, you know, he hasn't looked terrible since that very first start. He was actually doing okay in Denver. Uh, but that leaves you a Walker, Texas Ranger, and a quarterback. And statistically, he is the worst quarterback in the NFL this season. And it's by a wide, wide fucking margin. And his backup at this point will be Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. And on top of that, Amari Cooper left the game. He's a complete fucking pussy, and he will set out if the wind is blowing in a direction that he doesn't like. So yeah, he's it little... looks like Walker, Texas Ranger, and I doubt Cooper feels the need to play with that guy. Yeah, Cooper's a little bitch. Once he starts dropping the ball, he just kind of quits in the game. And, and yeah, DTR was fine in that game. That They, they were either going to – He was fine last week. Yeah, so they they were either going to win that game against Denver or certainly cash the teaser. So I'm a little bitter that that he got hurt and because uh, once he once he left, that teaser was fucking done, donezo. Oh, I think Walker Texas Ranger came. What he had two, three turnovers. Oh, I can't just, even remember. Just just terrible. Just terrible. Awful. Uh, Stroud did hurt his ankle. I don't think it's serious though. I think he'll be fine. And he's not, you know, really a runner anyway. So yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Baker Mayfield, your boy also hurt his ankle, but that dude is a fucking, no matter all the shit I talk about Baker, what he is, is a fucking football playing Jesse. That guy's not coming out of a game for you know nothing. He, you know how he got hurt? No, I don't. <laughs> they did a, it was like, I think it was the opening drive for, certainly the opening drive for them, I believe, and they got down to the one-yard line, and nobody can do the tush push except, I swear to God, how is that even possible? How is that even possible? I don't know, but they they tried to they they did not even the tush push. They did like a more traditional like like nobody pushed him. They all and but he just kind of fell forward and didn't didn't make it to the goal line because he didn't get in and everybody just kind of fell on top of him. There wasn't any pushing. It was more like it was more like you fall and we'll just all like step and stomp and 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 on you and I don't. He came out there all gimpy and he was out for for the. Uh, for that series, and he he came back in. He that's not the reason they lost or anything, but yeah, it's just n- nobody can nobody can quarterback sneak anymore. I swear to God, nobody can I do mean, it. T- Speaking of people, they're never going to get another opportunity when Todd Bowles gets fired in Tampa, which is coming sooner than later. That dude's never going to get another opportunity. Like, how the fuck? <laughs> it, oh, our quarterback's five foot ten and weighs two hundred pounds. Let's not help him into the end zone. When fucking Philly's got a guy that's 6'2", 220, and squats the whole weight of the state of Pennsylvania, and yet everybody in the stadium lines up behind him to shove that motherfucker. Yeah, it's it's really just a fall. They just they just all push and kind of fall in. It's not even really... Yeah, and they get like five yards. And know. they could literally line up if they wanted to and just do this every play, and I don't know that they wouldn't just be successful. Man, if, if, I, if, if it was a Super Bowl and... They were, you know, down to the thirty yard line or something, and they only needed a touchdown to win. And time, and like, there's two minutes, three minutes left. What? I, I mean, wouldn't you just say, "Hey, let's tush push our way"? Take the I whole wish they'd done clock. that last year when we were winning by like fourteen in the second half. Just like the fucking water boy thing. Like, not instead of taking a knee though, we're just gonna shove this motherfucker in the line 
and try to come stop us. And at minimum, we're going to limit Patrick Mahomes' opportunity with the football. Think about how much time you could take off the clock because you're going to more than likely it's going to take you all four plays because you're not going to usually won't get enough to get the first on three plays. It'll right. take you four plays. Just let's just say three and a half plays. Let's say it averages you three and a half plays to get ten yards a pop. And for 80 yards or whatever the case may be, 70 yards, like think about how much you could kill a whole quarter, a whole quarter, and get the touchdown. Yeah, I watched fucking Army and Navy and fucking uh, Air Force do it every Saturday when their offense is running good. That would be so, uh, God, that would officially be the death nail if they did that. Oh, yeah, that the NFL would outlaw, they might dude, outlaw that about a halftime. Dude, no, no, no. Think, think about if, like, <laughs> think about if, if, um, like, if they, if, if they get the ball back in the Super Bowl against whoever, they get punted the ball in the fourth quarter with 12 minutes left and they're, they're down to the 10 yard, the punt pens them down to the 10 yard and they just say, you know what? Uh, we get either a one point lead or a one point deficit, either way. And they literally tush push ninety yards, and the other team never gets the fucking ball. They that would be the worst slash best way to do a Super Bowl. It would be non-stop fodder for the rest of our lives, and it would be ex- immediately banned the next year. Oh my god! They might call down mid-drive and say, "Yeah, you can't start calling holding. Do something." Can you imagine like the panic in the stadium that would be? Let me just like the whole clock is draining away. <laughs> Oh, my God, it'd be so fucking great. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, oh, Chris Olave out with a concussion. That mm. He probably won't be back next week. And that's pretty much all of what it already is, a shitty Saints offense. He's having another great day before he went down. So I didn't even I don't, know. I don't know, I I don't know, know where hurt. they go. He yeah. Was, he was tearing it up, 7 for 114 for Olave. Yeah, I think that was like all in the first half pretty much. <sighs> yeah. It's, so uh, I don't know where they turn for offense after that. Um mm. Jalen Phillips tore his Achilles from Miami, so he's done for the year. Longhorn, how big a deal is that for the Dolphins? Yeah, I heard that. That's a huge loss. Like now, now that they got Ramsey back, like they they still do have a premier player, but uh, Phillips is is I mean he was their guy up front for a defense that it's kind of hit and miss. It has its it has its moments, um, and in other moments, it, it's not. You know, it's, it's it can be had, but when it does have its moments, moments, it's because people like Phillips up front and Ramsey on the back end are making the superstar plays. And without him, that's something that's that's a huge loss for them, big time loss. All right. Uh, other than that, that's all I have on the injury front. Do you have any anything else? No, no, nothing for injuries. Okay, so I only have one pick so far, and I'll let you take it away after that. So I did tease the Cows and the Jets on a six-point teaser, two and, minus two-and-a-half and plus eight-and-a-half uh, this week. The Cows are currently up to nine, so you'd have to go six-and-a-half to get that at this point. So that's all Wait, I've got so far. Um, hold on. I'm pulling up the last. Same, tell me yours again. It was the Cows down to minus two and a half, and the Jets up to eight and a half. I'm trying to find the Jets now. Yeah, so the Cows are at nine, so that would only go down to three. So you're right there, uh, and that's the way you want it to go. You want it to, you want the Jets are still at two and a half. So okay, Jet, who are they playing? Where is that? They're at home versus the Falcons. Oh, gross. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's at three on mine. So. Um, so yes, I put three teasers in, and um, and before I get to this week, let me review last week because there's so there's something specific I want to talk about with the teasers and kind of the uh, strategy on these teasers. Um, 
you want to you for the teasers you want to get in early or very very late uh it's a strategy i've been using all year and uh, like these ones that you just put in now the lines the lines are going to go in your favor to where you got the good number on the tees now later in the week there might be some more that fall into the new teaser category um that that you can pick up on on that end also but for example like like last week the teasers went four and three that that were uh, the possible teasers went four and three but but the last one didn't pop until right before game time and that was philly who popped down uh or buffalo popped down to two and a half right before kickoff so i went ahead and grabbed them at eight and a half um and um and and a, a good well, way that to, sure would have been nice it, it would well i mean you gotta for, check for, for no for me in philly what do you mean i had that remember i sent you the i did the ten dollar winner take all one week uh online super contest oh to and get him three, at two and a half yeah yeah and i was three and oh going in the philly game and had philly minus three is fucking push yeah, see, these are the things you just gotta look at because they're gonna happen so quick and so, and so right before game time that there's nothing we can really, you know, something we can put out a pick in like two minutes to to everybody uh, at least. Yeah, not, yeah, of course. Uh, so so look for those things because not only did I put in Buffalo plus eight and a half, I grabbed the Philly minus two and a half also, and then at halftime I went ahead and did a um, a Philly because they were losing. I did a Philly uh, plus six and a half. Uh, for the game so so oh, that nice. that that one game you know and just something like that can really like make your whole day just being able to take advantage of the market when, when it happens like that so with these teasers early and then late and you got to check them and there's so many middling opportunities like i said with because if you're taking a team up to eight and a half you know there's you, you if you if you think it's going to middle then you can grab that two and a half i did the same thing with houston and jacksonville i had i had uh, houston up to seven and a half but i had jacksonville minus one and a half middle that too so like these opportunities to, to hit both sides are so you don't just want to do teasers you want to kind of play both sides if you think that it's a game that's going to land in the middle now with this week the three teachers that i've put in so far is philly up to eight and a half and they are playing san francisco and the current line it's up to three so so now it's gone out of that teaser uh range so i'm glad i got them in at the eight and a half Tennessee teasing them up to eight from two to eight and they are playing they're still at two they're playing they're at home against the Colts so you know that that's a see that's an example of a game that I would not take the favorite minus two and in and in Tennessee I I would never take Indy minus two and then Tennessee plus eight because that's basically just you know Tennessee might cover and win and do the whole thing. So that's that's not an example of one I would I would you know try to middle on that one. And then my last teaser that I have, and again I play all these with open. You know if you have a book that lets you play open, it is is one of the biggest advantages you can have against the book. So use it if you've got it. And then my last one is going to be Jacksonville on Monday night minus eight and a half down to two and a half. They are playing Cincinnati. I think this line's probably going to get up closer to ten. So if you're going to tease it, I think you should do it now. And then outside of that, I, of course, have done my all the primetime unders like I do every week. Uh, looks like they're going to go 2-1 and one again this week. They always go 2-1 and one or 3-0. and oh. I've been telling you this for about two months now to get your primetime unders in on Monday. Uh, outside of that, I got Pittsburgh and Detroit on straight tickets. Detroit minus 3, Pittsburgh minus 5.5. Oh, 
So Detroit's already up to four. Okay, so got that one in a good number. And then who is Pittsburgh? Oh, they're playing They're playing Arizona. Yeah, that's at five and a half. I'm not sure why that's – I think I think it's going to move. Uh, not that I'm great at predicting line movements always, but like I think that's probably going to get up closer to seven at kickoff. I don't know what you think about that, but – it's down to five right now, but the majority oh, so it's of the going cash the other and, way? Yeah, but the majority of the cash and the tickets are on the Steelers. That's one of those that's one of your you know, my close your eyes and just envision Arizona in Pittsburgh in in the weather that they're that they're gonna have in Pittsburgh and just yeah, I don't I don't see that being a game at all, but you know, it is it is Pittsburgh and their shitty fucking offense who finally got four hundred yards but still only scored six points yeah that's uh Kenny Pickett yet again did not throw a touchdown so he didn't no oh my god it's too hard <laughs> it's too hard it is too hard he threw 270 yards and no touchdowns oh my god how's that even possible <laughs> I don't know he's uh working out with Derek Carr apparently yeah he's um they they actually play similar. They they play a very similar style of quarterback. Yeah, now that you say that, yeah, they really do. <laughs> that I mean, they get they're they can move the ball at times, but man, when it gets down there to the red zone and those windows get short, they just they've got pop going arms, and it is difficult for them to score the ball. Carney hands. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? That's it for me. All right, tell them about that fabulous website one more time. All right, episode number... 172. 172. They just keep going up. I wonder if they'll ever go down. It's not, I wonder if it's like the market where they can go up or down. I'm not sure. But we'll, we'll, we'll keep knocking these out and let that number grow. And hopefully your bank account will keep growing and we can keep out putting out winners. Go to the website. Check out those free picks where you're going to get some winners over there. Uh, check out the buy picks tab i believe that's the that's what it's called buy picks you can buy college you can buy nfl or you can combo them up and uh, subscribe to the podcast and share with your friends and if you do any of these things we become partners for life and both cephas as always in a mostly non-sexual way people stop throwing away your heart on money on a guessing game let the pros do the heavy lifting so sign up tell a friend and join in on the fun of watching football drinking beer and never pay a bookie again come on ah damn it people never pay a bookie again steven tyler take a selfie baby